You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp can help. This is the world's largest provider of counseling done 100% online. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30, that's better H-E-L-P, and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. As a special offer for 3 and 30 listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. My friends, today is the 200th episode of 3 and 30. 200 episodes. That means we've shared over 100 hours of recorded conversation all about loving our kids and loving ourselves, and that is a huge accomplishment that I am so proud of. Whether you've been listening from the beginning or just found 3 and 30 recently, you are a part of this journey, and I am so grateful for you. It's crazy to think that I thought about starting this podcast for over two years before I finally just did it. I already knew the format of my show, my target audience, even a list of guests I wanted to interview, but I was paralyzed with indecision, imposter syndrome, and most of all, procrastination. Oh, I had all sorts of convincing reasons for putting it off. I'm too busy with my young kids. I don't know where to start with the technology. This just isn't the right time with my husband's job. While all of those reasons may have had some truth to them, I knew deep down that they were really a cover-up for what was truly keeping me stuck, procrastination. And in my case, it was procrastination fueled by perfectionism. This is something I have battled my whole life. I don't like doing things unless I have the time to make them perfect. I don't like putting myself out there when I'm not sure of the result. But eventually, I decided that I just had to do the hard, scary, uncomfortable, I don't know what I'm doing thing and start my dang podcast. My friends, looking back almost four years later, I don't think I have to tell you that I am so glad I did that. 3 and 30 has immeasurably blessed my life and the lives of mothers all over the world. One of the biggest blessings to me personally has been the amazing people I've met through podcasting. The guests on my show, community members like you listening, and other podcast hosts. Today on the podcast, I'm thrilled to interview one of those special people who I only met because of podcasting and who has become one of my very best friends over the past several years, Monica Packer, host of the show About Progress. The focus of Monica's podcast is progress over perfection, and in each of her episodes, she gives listeners actionable strategies to make progress practical and sustainable. She's a mom of four, a certified optimized coach, and an all-around stellar human being. And in today's episode, she's going to talk to us about procrastination, why we do it, and what we can do to stop doing it. Something else you may know about Monica if you've been listening to 3 and 30 for a while is that she and I actually co-created an online school that teaches busy moms how to start and grow podcasts. 
We call it Podcast University, and I'm thrilled to announce that it is open for enrollment again now with a brand new course on podcast monetization, which includes all of our insights into how we've built our shows to the point that they create substantial income for our families. I want you to know that Monica and I are just like you. Neither of us had any business or marketing experience before we started our shows. We were busy stay-at-home moms who simply had a nagging dream to share our voices through podcasting, and we've now grown our shows to millions of downloads with listeners around the world. We love to teach other women how to do this too. Over the past several years, we have taught hundreds of women how to start and grow their shows, podcasts like First Name Basis with Jasmine Bradshaw, One Minute Scripture Study with Kristen Walker-Smith, and Fight Like a Mother with Cheryl Cardall. It has been a total honor to do this work, but Monica and I have realized lately that we are spread very thin between our own shows and the increasing needs of our children and families, and we've had to make some tough decisions about how we'll be prioritizing our time moving forward. With that in mind, we have decided that this will be the last time we ever open Podcast U for enrollment. At the end of this month, we're closing the doors forever, so if you have been thinking about starting or growing a show for the past few years and maybe putting it off like I did, and if you would like my help with that, now is the time. This is a final sale of our comprehensive courses, which will walk you through step-by-step everything you need to know to be a successful and fulfilled podcaster, and you can get 10% off this month with the code 3 in 30 you can find out more info by going to 3in30podcast.com slash podcast you, which I will, of course, put in the show notes. And don't forget to use that coupon code 3in30 for 10% off this final sale. And now onto the show. I can't wait for you to hear from my friend Monica about a topic that I'm pretty sure we all need. Let's get into it. Hello, Monica. Welcome back to 3in30. Oh, I am excited to be here. Oh, well, I am excited to have you. This is round three, your third appearance on 3 and 30, but it's been a while. It's been several years since you've been on here, and it was high time that we got you back on here. And talking about a topic that I know so many women need and are going to be interested in, and that is how to stop procrastinating. Is this something you have some personal experience with, procrastination? Oh, yes. Of course I do. We all do. And you know what? When I say stop procrastinating, I mean lessen procrastination Mm, in your life. Yeah. Yes. It's it's not about full on stop because that will be impossible. Yeah. I'm glad you just started with that kind of that gentle, grace-filled reminder. You're never going to completely eliminate this, but there are some things we can do to move forward in our lives on our dreams and our goals and our passions. And before we even dig into your takeaways, I think it is important that we address kind of the root, the humanity behind this. Yes. We can get so hard on ourselves when we procrastinate, but why do we as human beings procrastinate? Well, I think I want to start by just acknowledging any person that you think has it all together, I Mm -hmm. promise you that person procrastinates too. It's just a tendency that we all have as humans, Mm -hmm. and it will never fully go away. But there are definitely times and seasons where it is controlling what we're able to not just do, but who we're able to be. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it affects us so deeply because of how we know that this procrastination is getting in the way of us being who we want to be, not just doing what we want to do. Yeah. So it's a human tendency, right? Yeah. But we're going to dig into the roots a little bit. Would that be helpful? Yes, please. 
Okay, so there's a nutshell. This is the nutshell version of why we procrastinate so much. And it has to do with emotions. You are either avoiding certain emotions or you are waiting for other emotions to come. I'm going to just break that down real quick. So the emotions that we avoid with procrastination are usually things like anxiety, fear of failure. We're avoiding feeling overwhelmed or we're avoiding stress. So we're putting things off because we're trying to avoid the negative feelings that we are associating with that task. Mm. So an example of this for me is a couple years ago, I have this program called the Progress Program and I coach women and I knew it needed to be totally overhauled, the curriculum. It had just to be completely redone top to bottom. So I took a month off my podcast to do that and I was going to spend every day working on that. But I felt so worried about Mm if it would just fall flat on its face, like if nobody would sign up or if it would be total crap. I was basically worried about failure and disappointing Mm. people and wasting my time. So that month, and I didn't realize it until there was a week left in the month, I deeply organized my garage, like every (laughs) closet in the house. I'm sure I painted a couple rooms, you know, so procrastination can look like productivity. productivity. Yeah. 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 And it could also look like searching on your phone a lot. But for me, I realized by the end of that month, it's like, oh, I was procrastinating all month and I was trying to make it seem like I wasn't. But this is what I was trying to avoid. I was trying to avoid feeling like a failure. Mm. So if you find yourself in that procrastination loop a lot, just step back for a second and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Mm. Huge. Yes. And there's so much there, right? Or what am I afraid of feeling with this activity? And even if it's like calling someone on the phone, (laughs) there's an emotion you're avoiding there. So think about that. So that's one. Okay. I can't even tell you how many times I've like deep cleaned my desk when I was avoiding (laughs) getting to work on it. I mean, we've all done it or like organized my medicine cabinet. Like what? You know, you're like, oh, this needs to be done right this minute. So, yes, I think we are avoiding a lot of time. And what do you mean that sometimes we're waiting for an emotion? The kind of the opposite of avoiding it. We want it. So when we are procrastinating because we're waiting on an emotion, basically we're waiting to feel like it. Mm. You know, we're like, I don't feel like it. So basically we're waiting to feel motivated or like we want to do it or that we have the energy to do it. Or excited. Yes. In Mm. order to do the task. So we keep delaying until we feel like it, which, spoiler alert, will never make you feel like it. And (laughs) that to me comes up a lot if I do find myself searching on Pinterest a lot or scrolling on Instagram a bunch. It's because I'm telling myself I don't feel like washing the dishes right now. Mm. Or I don't feel like putting the laundry away. That's one of my least favorite tasks. Or I don't feel like doing this huge email that I need to do. It's going to take a lot of brain power. I just don't feel like it. And so that's why we get caught in those procrastination loops. It's all about emotions. I think it helps to break it down so you stop shaming yourself so much. Oh, yeah. And I think even having the awareness around it to just gently say to yourself, hey, this is what's going on. I see you. I know what you're doing. (laughs) But not in a shaming, like, why can't you handle the fear or why are you afraid of failure, whatever, but just in a gentle, I understand it's okay. Journal it out, do what you need to do, and then take some of these steps that we're going to talk about today to get moving through procrastination. I wanted to also add here, Monica, that you are one of the first people that helped me see how much my perfectionism was impacting my ability to put work out into the world, to make a difference in the world. And 
listening to your show and particularly an episode you did with Jennifer Finlayson and Fife about perfectionism was such a wake up call for me where she talked about how that's immaturity and that selfishness to be waiting until you have the perfect thing or that you can look perfect before you take a risk and try to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And I felt called out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I am doing is I am withholding the gifts that I could be giving to this world because I want to be seen as perfect. Yes. And in your work, you've done a lot with perfectionism. And I've heard you say that there's a lot of people who don't even know they're perfectionists. And they'll say, no, 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 I'm not a perfectionist. But their actions would say otherwise. Can you explain that, this kind of unexpected perfectionist that you encounter in your work? Well, I think like 80% of the perfectionists out there are actually the underachieving kind. And I put that in quotes. And those are people who are waiting a lot on the sidelines in their own lives because Mm -hmm. they're waiting for the perfect time or they're waiting for the perfect amount of money or the skill or whatever it might be. They're waiting. Mm -hmm. And we procrastinate not just our to-dos, but like I said at the beginning, we're procrastinating our lives of Mm -hmm. being who we want to be. We discount ourselves from even the trying because we won't be perfect or good enough at it. Yeah. And I think a lot of women who are listening right now are going to be surprised to hear that they're perfectionists. Mm. And you are if you are in a holding pattern in your life. All or nothing is kind of the the model that perfectionists follow, which means for most of us that all is so impossible or so extreme or all encompassing and the cost is so high that we tend to go more to the nothing. And if you're in the more of the nothing side, you are still a perfectionist. And I think that really relates to what we've been discussing already about procrastination and how directly tied they are. Yeah. Cause I've heard women say, Oh no, no, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not an overachiever. I, you know, I don't try. I don't do anything. So I'm not a perfectionist. And I'm like, no, you're idealizing perfectionism. (laughs) Like you think that a perfectionist is someone that's a super high achiever when really your perfectionism is what is keeping you from trying. A lot of the women who are the quote highest achievers, the most productive quote unquote, are actually not perfectionists because they just get out there and do it and Mm -hmm. they don't care about having a perfect outcome. And so I am, and I've always known I am a perfectionist and it's held me back. I mean, I talked a little bit in this intro about how it took me two years to start my podcast. I knew the format I knew everything and I was just waiting and waiting and procrastinating because I was afraid of failure, of putting myself out there, of the work that it would take. And you had already started your podcast and I kind of admired you from afar and honestly felt jealous that Mm -hmm. you were out there doing what I wanted to be doing. And we've done an episode about that that I'll link about what do you do if you're jealous of a friend and how do you (laughs) overcome jealousy? And so if women out there are listening and they recognize that they feel jealous of people that are doing the things that they're procrastinating doing, I hope that this episode will be a starting place for how to get going. Me too. So let's start in with your three takeaways. What are your practical action steps for us? Well, and I love, I'm going to be like, I love these tips because, but I do love (laughs) these tips because they're both practical, but also deep. So this will help you with a literal task you are avoiding. Mm. And it will also help you with the bigger life picture thing that you're also putting off and avoiding. Yeah. So maybe even think of a specific task in your mind, hold it in your mind as we go through these, something you are avoiding doing right now that you can apply these takeaways to. And then like Monica said, also, you'll get some deeper meaning as well. For sure. 
Okay, so the first takeaway I have is to focus on the starting, not the ending. So a big part of procrastination, both with bigger picture stuff as well as just literal tasks that we're doing, we are procrastinating because we're only imagining the ending and all the work that will go into that ending. Mm -hmm. Like I just finished scrapbooking last night and all of the supplies, all of the little papers and pictures and things my kids have done have been outside in our main living area. I'm living in my parents' basement right now, so it's not a huge living area, but a living area. It's been out there for six months and Mm -hmm. I procrastinated doing it for this very reason because I knew it would take me hours Mm -hmm. to have the finished product. I was focusing on the ending. And so what you need to do instead of focusing on the ending is to focus on just the starting point, Mm. just the start. And with that, your starting place needs to be so easy that you don't have to worry about all of the work. It just is something you can do really easily. So that's actually the only way I finally got it done is by telling myself I would just focus on going through a little stack of the papers that day. That's it. Just going Mm -hmm. through it, not even scrapping it, just going through and deciding I'm going to recycle that. I'm going to scrapbook that for Mm -hmm. a few minutes. And if you focus on the starting, what it does, it creates the momentum you need to get to the ending. Yeah. Yeah. There's a natural law. One of those Newton laws. I don't know which one. It might be the first one. Oh, I know because I already recorded an episode that's airing on my show all about motivation. Perfect. First law of motion. First law. An object in motion stays in motion. Perfect. So if you start with something very easy, you will stay in motion and get more done by the end than if you're waiting for the big amount of energy it takes to get the finished product right away. Yeah. So I think a really practical way to apply this would be if you recognize that you're feeling overwhelmed by a task, ask yourself, what is the very next thing that needs to happen? And I'll start there. How can I start? Yeah. How can I start? The easiest way to start. That might be like literally getting out the tool you need to make dinner and putting Mm -hmm. it on the counter or picking up one category of items in the room instead of the whole room, but being like, okay, we're going to start with shoes in the basket. Totally. There's that Frozen song, do the next right thing. Yes. The next right thing. (laughs) We should have you sing that. Uh, Yeah. Like a whole kitchen. Just think about instead of doing the whole kitchen, start with one drawer. I had Gabrielle Blair on my show a few years ago, and she talked about this cross-country move they did, which was as a family of eight, because they have six children, was a tremendous amount of to-dos. Like the end was hours and hours and hours of preparation to get to that point. And the way she started was just looking up where they're supposed to get their passport pictures. That Mm -hmm. was it. That was her first task. It was an international move with her children, right? That's right. Yes, to France. So where can you start? Yeah. Oh, that's so freeing to just think about that step. This month of episodes is sponsored by Jane.com, a highly curated online boutique marketplace. Have you heard of Jane? Chances are you have since they have been a longtime sponsor of the podcast, and I am so grateful. For the past 10 years, Jane.com has been featuring products from thousands of small businesses, most of them female or family owned. As a female business owner myself, this kind of support means a lot to me. Over 400 new products drop daily at amazing discounted prices, everything from apparel for the whole family to home decor to fun finds such as toys and novelty items. 
This past week, I went to Jane and bought a cozy sweater for fall in the color plum, which is my favorite color and always reminds me of the 3 and 30 logo. So I am going to call it my 3 and 30 sweater. <laughs> you should get one too. You can find that and so many other delightful styles for fall by going to a page I made just for 3 and 30 listeners with many of my favorite deals featured. The deals do change often, so I can't guarantee my 3 and 30 sweater will still be there when you hear this message, but I can guarantee that there will be something else lovely that will catch your eye. To see the curated page of all of my favorites, go to jane.com slash 3 and 30. That's jane.com slash 3 and 30. Then what's our next step? Alongside this is when you are starting, you need to set limits. So it seems so paradoxical, but when you are setting limits, you're actually allowing yourself to get things done, to actually show up. So setting limits helps you narrow down what you need to do to either a certain time limit, and I would make that short, or a certain number, make that few. So let me give you some examples on this. So let's say that instead of having a whole day set aside to organize your papers, because I just Mm -hmm. had a client do this and she was really worried about it. Instead of setting aside a whole day, you're going to start by just going through the files. And to do that, set a limit about how much time you're going to do that Mm -hmm. and make it so easy that you can do it without much motivation, without much energy. And so for her, we did like five or 10 minutes and she literally set a timer and she just went through it for that small amount of time. Let's say you have a whole room full of stuff everywhere. Like your kids just exploded stuff all over the house. There's a lot to put away. Tell the kids, hey, we're each going to put away five items or 10 items. You set limits around it. And somehow those limits will paradoxically make it so also, just like we talked about the first tip, it makes it so you can get more done with time. Yeah. Set limits. Oh, that makes so much sense. And I know you have done several coaching certifications that help with this, but in the optimized coaching, they teach you about floors and ceilings, right? And how setting a minimum barrier, a floor of what you will get done instead of always shooting for the ceiling, the sky. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, this comes from Stephen Geise's book, How to Be an Imperfectionist. And my friend Brooke Snow is also an optimized coach. She has talked about this a lot in ways that really make a lot of sense and her analogies are so great. It's just basically telling yourself, this is the baseline. This is the floor of how I'm going to do something instead of shooting for the big end product that you want. It's just a way to start so that you can get going and get in the momentum like we talked about and actually move forward. Yeah. Kind of tricks you. I love the visual of the floors and ceilings as like a container or as a limit, because if you don't have a floor, then you're just floating around aimlessly without a real grounding direction. And that's where so many of us, we don't have a container. We don't have a limit around our efforts. Mm -hmm. And there's another natural law, I think, that says that objects will take up the amount of space that they're given. And so if you give yourself a full day to do something, you'll probably only work on it the last half an hour of the day, or you'll work on it all day and overwork on it, or you'll put it off and work on it at the end of the day. So giving yourself a smaller container, a a more finite limit is sometimes helpful to just get going. Mm -hmm. And it also clears the path for you. Instead of being the mouse who, you know, give a mouse a cookie, that book. Oh yeah. That's my life. Yes. (laughs) 
I tend to be that person. Oh yeah, me too. So if I have a limit where I know I am only doing this task for this amount of minutes, it keeps me focused instead of getting so distracted, which for me is another way of procrastinating. Yeah, absolutely. And then what's your third takeaway? My third takeaway is to make it enjoyable. Or another way to say this is satisfying. That comes from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which is so amazing. But we are more likely to do things when it bumps up all those feel-good chemicals in our brain and in our bodies. So what I like to do is pair a blah task, like a task that just makes me feel like, like I hate this, with a yay reward. Like that's something that makes me feel good. And so you can pair. So this is like when I've had to call insurance so much (laughs) in my time as a mom because I have some special needs kids and I dread it. I hate it so much. I will put it off. But one thing that can help me is literally sucking on a piece of dark chocolate while I'm on hold for the Mm. 10th time that day or watching a show I really want to watch while I'm also on hold or having something that I know I get to do right after it because I've made it through. You can also trick yourself into doing things like going on a walk because you get to listen to your favorite podcast, which is probably three and 30 takeaways for moms podcast or about progress. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. So <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're trying to pair it. You're tricking your brain into making you think this is not the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I have to do this with laundry every time folding laundry. I have to watch my favorite anything British on Netflix. Like it has to be something British. That's how I ever get the laundry done. That's the only reason why. Um, So think about how can you pair a blah task with a yay reward, something that feels good. And not only will it help you actually do the thing, it will trick your brain into thinking that's not so bad. We could do that again. Totally. And I know BJ Foggs, he's been a guest on my show and He talks about celebrating or doing like a celebration blitz to get yourself going, to get those feel-good emotions going. So maybe you turn on some music and every single thing that you pick up or that you do, you celebrate. And I have done this and I feel like a three-year-old patting myself on the back and partying for every little thing that I do. I mean, literally every sock I pick up, I'm like, I'm awesome. And yes, but it makes you laugh and it brings up your energy level and it gets you going and it makes it enjoyable to celebrate every little thing that you're doing. So you could set a timer for 10 minutes and do with your kids a giant celebration blitz where you guys are Mm -hmm. just cheering for every little thing you do and that will get the momentum going. Yes. You're kind of like, like you're intercepting your brain and you'll be like, no, we go here because it feels good and it works. Mm. You trick yourself and it works. Yeah. I can't tell you the number of times that I've turned to a podcast or a playlist to get me through something that I was dreading. So always a really good strategy. Well, Monica, this has been so, so helpful. I want to hear more about your show and what you have to offer. And then also tell everyone a little bit about Podcast You, which is our courses that we do together. Yeah. So my show's called About Progress. And self-development is a really hard field because a lot of people are teaching this in all or nothing ways. Like get up and do the thing and you're the only one in charge of your life. And here's all the extreme ways to make it happen. And you know, you talked about perfectionism. My story is me realizing that perfectionism was absolutely ruining every part of my life, both as an overachieving and then as an underachieving perfectionist. And I wanted to change. And the only mm. way I could do that was by experimenting with what it meant to live a life based around progress, not perfection. 
And that's how my podcast came about. And I did not think about my podcast for years. I thought about it one week and I started it the same day that I finally decided. I was like, I'm going to, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to do it. And because of that, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I had to learn a lot about the growth mindset and how to learn from failure and mistakes and and how to be who you really are in spite of the ups and downs of the things and the passions that you're pursuing. And so that's my long way of saying, come and listen to About Progress because that's where we talk about progress made practical. And it's for everyday women who want things to change in their lives, but know that the extreme all or nothing model is not working for them anymore. I really love how you have made progress practical. I think you gave some great examples of that in this episode of the grace that you have for women, for all of us that are struggling to become, as well as some practical steps. You often say that you give your listeners a hug and a kick in the pants to get going. Yeah. And I love that about you. And then tell us also about Podcast You. So Rachel and I started this together a few years ago. We are both former teachers. And I think the biggest reason we started Podcast You is because we have found so much fulfillment and oh, yeah. joy and growth in our podcast, as well as it's hard. And you need support and you need some know-how. And we wanted other moms to be able to do this too. We haven't wanted to keep it to ourselves. Our primary audience for our courses are busy moms who just want more fulfillment and an outlet in their lives and to do more good along the way. So we are doing a final sell of our courses. We're ready to hit pause on Podcast You so that we can focus on big things going on in our families and our businesses right now. But these courses, like we, we can't just let them go without mm-hmm. saying, please come and join us in these courses because we have three. They're incredible. How to start a podcast, how to grow a podcast, how to monetize a podcast. And in it, you get nine years of our own experience and our failures and our missteps. You get mm-hmm. nine years of our successes, our systems, our, our scripts that we use. And I think they're pretty priceless. So they can get, what's the discount? It's 10% with the code 3 and 30. And they'll be on sale through the end of the month. And then we'll be closing them. We are going to then focus in on our current podcast you students, those that are in the courses that Mm -hmm. enroll before then and our businesses and our families. And so this is a last chance. We want you in there. If podcasting has been tugging at your heart, don't procrastinate. You can do this and we're here to help you and we walk you through every step of the way how to do it. So maybe that is your next right thing. And whether or not it's podcasting, whatever it is that your heart is calling you to do, I hope that you'll apply these three takeaways that Monica gave us today, not just for like the tasks that you have to get done in your home, which are important too, but also for the dreams and the goals and the ambitions that you have. Just start. And feel your feelings, acknowledge them, and then start. And we are rooting for you all the way. So Monica, thank you so, so much for coming on 3 and 30. It was such a joy. And where can people find your podcast? About Progress on any podcast app out there. And I'm on Instagram there as well. And we'd love to have you part of it. Well, thank you, my dear friend. I have learned so much from you watching you to just do something. That's kind of your tagline that you say, just do something. It has taught me a tremendous amount. I admire you so much. And thank you for coming on 3 and 30. I appreciate it. I loved that conversation with one of my favorite friends, and I hope that you did too. We had to record that ending twice. And if you listen to the very end of the outro music, you will hear an outtake, and I hope it makes you laugh. 
Something that made me laugh today is I was avoiding sitting down to finalize this episode for publication and to finish up the show notes and everything. I was sitting at my desk. I was kind of organizing it and messing around. And I said out loud to myself, Rachel, you are such a procrastinator. (laughs) And then the irony of what I had just said dawned on me and I started laughing. Yes, I was talking to myself and laughing out loud to myself all alone in my office. So (laughs) there's that. But to review what we learned in this episode, apparently as much for me as anyone else, remember that we procrastinate because of our emotions, either because we are avoiding feelings like overwhelm or fear of failure, or because we are waiting for feelings like motivation, excitement, and energy. We can acknowledge and validate our emotions And then we can follow these three takeaways in order to get moving. First, focus on the starting, not the ending. Don't let yourself get bogged down by picturing the finished task and how much work it's going to take. Just ask yourself, what is the very next step that I need to take? And keep it very simple. Second, set realistic and doable limits around overwhelming tasks, either a time limit or a number limit for how long you expect yourself to work. This might look like, I will work for 15 minutes on this, and then I will stop. Or, I will read three pages of this document, and then I will take a breather. Giving yourself a floor for your task or goal keeps you stable and moving forward little by little. And third and finally, make it enjoyable. Pair a blah task with a little reward, not only to make it fun to complete the task in the moment but also to trick your brain into deciding that it wasn't that hard so you'll face less mental resistance in the future when you come back to that task. My friends, we've got this. Our goals and our lives are too important to continue putting them off forever. I hope that whatever task you envisioned at the beginning of the episode as the thing you've been putting off doing, you'll use these takeaways to tackle a little bit of it today. Thank you so much for being here for my 200th episode of 3 and 30. I am so, so glad that I ignored my urge to procrastinate starting the show forever and finally started taking small steps towards making it a reality. If you've been thinking about podcasting too, remember that Monica and I would love to help you start, grow, or monetize your show through our podcast you courses. We believe in you and we are here to help and we hope that you have a beautiful week with your family. I appreciate it. And I love you, if I can say that. (laughs) Should I read you that? (laughs) Do you want me to? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) You can can decide if you want to keep it in there. (laughs) We can do that as an outtake. I love you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I've tried to not laugh again. So thank you so much 